Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, book lovers. Want to hear a story? Welcome back to Storytime with M. This is a mini episode for M's Books and Cats podcast, where I am sharing my book feelers, a chapter or two sometimes, um, a week. And this week is chapter nine. So as always, you can listen along every week. But if you want to read ahead, there is a link to the paperback and the ebook in the show notes. And now, chapter nine. When I came out of my trance, I had filled two sketchbooks, and my fingers were cramped and sore from gripping the pencil for so long. The blonde girl was still there, painting and oblivious to the movement around her. Cal took the sketchbooks from me before leading me to the big wooden door and my silent attendants. His face was grim as we walked down the hall in silence. He thumbed through the pages of one of the books. Who's this? He stopped walking and held the book open to me. It was her. The goddess woman smirked back at me from the page. Cal looked confused. Every other page is a drawing of a lake or pictures of Gwen. Who's Gwen? He sighed impatiently. The girl who was painting in there with you. Let's just say these drawings are alarming. This isn't good, Jane. I can't help it. He shook his head and we walked in silence. Cal paused for a moment before opening the door. His worried expression made me furious. I was tired of it all. Be careful, Jane. He opened the door to the waiting, goggled attendants, and they led me silently back to my room. The golden ball in the center of the room was glowing brightly. It wasn't painfully bright, but sleep would be difficult. I laid down on the bed and stared at the ceiling. The door opened sometime later, and a man entered whom I'd never seen before. He was tall and thin, and wore thick glasses with clear frames. His long fingers poked at the screen of his tablet for a moment before he acknowledged me. Hello, Jane, he said with a small smile. His glasses had slipped down his nose, and he pushed them back into place with one long finger. He glanced at the screen again. How are you feeling? Fine, I replied hesitantly. He looked up at me, but the glare from the tablet's glow obscured his eyes. It gave me chills, even though the room was always just a little too hot. Now how about you tell me the truth? His voice was impatient. We both know you're not fine. Anger surged through me, and I found myself on my feet inches from the man's face. My spittle misted his glasses as I spoke. No, I said, I am not fine. I am alone and bored and tired of all of this. I waved my arms to gesture to the room. The man stepped back quickly. He held the tablet against his chest. Now I could see his eyes. He was fascinated. His fascination made me even angrier. I cried out and ran at him. We collided and fell to the ground. He kept the tablet close to him as I pummeled him with my fists. I wasn't thinking about what I was doing. It was my feelings finally coming out as action, and I felt nothing but rage. The attendants came in soon after it began, and they took me down with ease. I barely registered their presence. 
All of my anger was centered on the battered, bloody man on the floor. He scrambled to his feet while I screamed nonsense at him. The attendants gripped my arms tight, but I didn't fight them. As quickly as it had come, I felt the rage subsiding. Exhaustion swept over me, and I stopped screaming. My legs gave out, and I slumped against one of the attendants. They dragged me to the bed and flung me unceremoniously onto it. You okay, Dr. McCure? One of the attendants said. Yes, yes, fine, Dr. McCure said impatiently. Fascinating. He tapped his tablet screen. What should we do with her? Draw some blood, then give her something to sleep. She's worn herself out. He left the room and the attendants finished their work. The fog from the drugs was settling over me as they finished up. She's a strong one, I heard one of them say. That's too bad for her, the other replied. Just means she'll last through more torture. The other one gasped. Shh, they'll hear you. We're done here. Let's go. I heard the door open and shut. I waited to sleep, but nothing happened beyond the fog. After some time, the door opened and shut again. Someone stood at the bedside. I could just make out a shadow in the fog. Jane, wake up. Fight through it. I know you can hear me. The voice was familiar. Come on, Jane. We're running out of time. Neil. The recognition sent a jolt through me. Trust Neil. I fought through the heavy fog, layer by layer until it thinned and finally cleared. Neil's anxious face came into view. The world around me became clear. Neil smiled. There you are. Nice to see you, Jane. I smiled. It took a lot of effort. My body still felt heavy, and when I tried to lift my arm, nothing happened. Panic flooded through me. Neil put a hand on my arm and smiled reassuringly. You can't move right now, Jane. I could only dilute the serum a little bit. It had to seem like it worked. I tried to respond, but my tongue felt swollen. I couldn't form words and just made a weird grunting sound in the back of my throat that made my face burn hot with shame. Neil patted my arm. I could see the movement, but the touch felt feather soft. You can't speak, Jane. It doesn't matter. We don't have very much time. He was speaking quickly now. I could only silence the room for a little while. Listen, I want you to know that I'm getting you out of here. I have a plan. It's going to happen soon. I need you to be ready. He leaned closer. His breath left the faintest feeling of warmth on my cheek. Don't trust anyone else. I've been in contact with a few of the others. They say some of the doctors are acting strangely, like they're trying to help. I struggled to speak, to tell him about Cal, but I couldn't even move my lips. I fluttered my eyelashes rapidly. It was the most I could do. Neil finally noticed. What is it? Has one of them spoken to you? I paused, then blinked again. I knew it. Which one? I stared up at him. Excitement spread across his face like a glow. He leaned in even closer. Cal seems to have taken an interest in you. He even got that woman doctor fired, meaning they killed her. All so he could take over as your main position. Was it Cal that tried to befriend you? I blinked rapidly, and he seemed satisfied. The light in the room brightened. Neil's eyes grew round with fear. I've stayed too long. I have to go. Don't give up, Jane. I'm watching over you. I promise I will get you out of this place. Then he was gone. 
I stared at the ceiling and watched the light grow brighter. Soon I had to squint against the glare. I closed my eyes, but the light still burned them. I could not turn my head to avoid it. There was nothing to do but endure. And that is the end of Chapter 9, Book Lovers. This is a short one this week, but next week we're going to have a double episode, so two chapters. And remember that you can find a new Storytime with M every Sunday. And don't miss the full episodes of M's Books and Cats podcast. They come out every Thursday. We talk about books. We talk about cats. It's a lot of fun. Thank you so much for listening to Storytime with M. And until next time, keep reading.